Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Marie Patterson is a well-being coach based in Scotland. She first started going to the St Andrews Business Club because as a sole trader who'd previously been working in the NHS, she found she missed going to meetings. Thank you very much for being my guest on the podcast today, Marie. Oh, well, I'm delighted to be with you, Liz. Thanks for inviting me. Now, you currently work in the, in the well-being space, but I believe you started out as a teacher. What was it that you taught? <laughs> oh, goodness, that was a long time ago. Yes, <laughs> I taught biology and science, so as a secondary school teacher. And how long did you do that for? I did that for about six years, so not a very long time, but... Uh... It was, uh, I, I did enjoy it very much when I was working, when I was a teacher. Yeah. And where did your career go next? Because I know you didn't go straight into being self-employed after that, no. did you? <laughs> no, gosh, there's been a quite a variety of different things. Well, um, I learned to, I did my teacher training in England and then I moved to Scotland and I found it very hard to get a job in teaching, which is why mm. I didn't carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had young children. So I did a few sort of things that I worked at a university uh, library. So just term time, yeah. um, part time. So that fitted in really nicely when the children were really yeah. little. And then I went into the health service. Uh, I went into health promotion, which was not, it's not particularly unusual. There was quite a lot of people who taught biology who who worked also in health promotion. So it was quite a link between education and NHS. And then from there, I went into staff training and development and organisational development in the NHS. And then five years ago, I left and set up my own business. So yeah, it's been a quite a mixture of different things but all related interrelated yes yes yeah health and education is is sort of a perfect background for what you do now I should think yes oh totally because it's got the sort of I do training so I've got the education the teaching aspect um and also the real interest in biology and physical and mental health yeah so what was it that made you decide to become self-employed I think there's a bit of me that had always wanted to uh, to do that. I'd sort of toyed with a few sort of little bits and pieces over the years. Um, I'd, I'd um, made curtains when at one point mm-hmm. for, as a, as a um, small business many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, I even toyed with the idea of being a wedding planner at one yes. point. <laughs> so I think there was always been a little bit of wanting to have my own business. So that was sort of going on in the background. And then when you've been in a job for a long time, I think you sometimes find that there becomes a natural point where you're starting to think, well, I remember doing this, you know, 10 years ago, but it didn't really go anywhere. And now we're doing it again. Mm. (laughs) So so I had got to that point where I was thinking, no, I think I'm getting a bit stale now at this. And so, you know, that was I I actually took early retirement. Right. So it was a time to say, well, I'm far too young to retire, you know, to not Mm -hmm. be working. And I really wanted to work. So why not give that, you know, mixture of uh, the things I'm really passionate and interested in and the opportunity to work for myself, which I think, as I say, had always sort of been, you know, buzzing around in the background. Yeah. And what was it that, that drew you to, to coaching and the, and the well, well-being space? Well, I had really been doing quite a lot of informal coaching when I worked in the NHS. So I did, you know, a lot of people would come to me for to talk through things if they were struggling or if there was some particular issue they wanted to 
um, you know, try and resolve. So I obviously had a sort of naturally had developed a sort of coaching skills um, and I had trained as a mediator as well, which mm. also had a lot of sort of coaching elements as well. You know, good listening, not giving direct advice, but helping people to come to their own conclusions. So I had you know, really sort of develop those skills. And then I decided before I left the NHS to train as a coach. Mm. So I went for a sort of day taster and I just thought, yeah, no, I'd really like to formalise, I think, some of the things that I had been doing informally. Mm-hmm. So I uh, tra- so I trained as a coach under the International Coach Federation, so the ICF. And how long did the training take? The training was, um, there was a sort of a week of... Um, you know, live training, and then there was other lots of other developments um, after that. Till you got to the point where you had passed all of the relevant uh, yeah. uh, coaching experience. Most of ours was a quite direct experience rather than lots of writing. Mm. So we had to coach people. We had to be recorded and listened to and critiqued, and we had to. Um, keep working on that till we had been passed and approved as uh, sufficiently capable of being a coach. Yeah. So tell me about your um, your your business now. Who who do you who do you help and and how do you help them? So I have two main strands to my business. Um, I have a training aspect. So I deliver live um, in person workshops on well being. So all aspects of physical and mental well being. Mm. Um, I also do those online. Um, as, as we've all had to yes. <laughs> very much pushed in that direction by the pandemic um, I had done a little bit online before the pandemic but the, that really um, pushed me into doing a lot mm-hmm. more but I'm, I'm really happy that I'm now back to doing some in-person uh, workshops as well which is lovely I did some recently and thoroughly enjoyed them uh, do love the buzz of being in the room with new people and yeah. you know meeting, meeting people and it's a, just a much more sort of relaxed and interactive um, environment um, I also have recorded online uh, training materials on well-being. So I have my what I call my flagship course, mm. a very posh-sounding uh, <laughs> um, positive paths to well-being. Um, so I have that as an online course that people can take whatever suits them. Um, and then I also combine that with live uh, workshops for teams. So they do the online course and then they come together as a team and discuss how they can make changes in their workplace for their physical and mental well-being. So that's the sort of training aspects of the business. Mm. Um, and those I work with um, just a whole variety of different uh, people. I do some for universities. I do still do a lot of work for the NHS, you know, because people know you over the years. Yes. You have that reputation. They, they approach you um, and then you get some, you know, word of mouth and so on. And then I also occasionally get some sort of fairly random <laughs> approaches. Um, and I do quite a, I've done quite a lot of work for some local charities. Um, yeah, so so quite a variety. And also the coaching can be just individuals who find me on on the internet. Yeah. So it's quite varied. Now, that there's all sorts of coaches and, and coaching out there. How would you describe your coaching? Yeah, so I'm... What I call myself a well-being coach. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the so the um, I guess the sort of quite um, highly promoted sort of life coach aspect is very much about helping you find your own answers and really not giving any advice at all. That mm. you know that's the sort of mainstay of 
um, sort of life coaching. So I don't really call myself a life coach because I because I have a lot of the well-being information. Yeah. I will offer that information to people. Now, you know, sometimes it's not appropriate or it's not, you know, that something that they want, but they know when they come to me that there will be the option to get information on healthy eating, exercise, sleep, you know, mental health. Mm-hmm. I use um, acceptance and commitment therapy in my coaching. Um, so helping people with their physical and mental health. So it's sort of coaching, but it's got that element added onto it. So it's a little bit of a cross between the training and the coaching. Yeah, yeah. So what, what kind of issues do you find that people are, are coming to you with? Um, it, it's very variable. Um, you might think, you know, if you say a oh, well-being coaching that, you know, everybody comes because they want to lose weight mm-hmm. or they want to get fitter or something. But actually, I do quite a lot of where, you know, people might be wanting to move into a new job or they've just started a new job and wanting to make the, the best of that. So that can be you're really mm. coming from a really positive place. You know, you don't necessarily go to coaching because things are you know, not great. Mm. You can go to make the best of the situation that you're currently in. Um, so that's one example. But I've had people with things like anxiety around driving, for example. So people who've been you know, able to drive and then have had a few like that. And then they've had to give up because they've mm. got so anxious about it. So I've managed to help them get back to driving again. Um, and then we'll have covered all sorts of other sort of things as well. Um, you know, because I look at the whole of life. So always we start off with looking at all the different aspects of your life, even if you've come with one specific thing, because usually there's some other things going on that, you know, feed into that. Mm. And if you don't sort of explore that sort of wider aspects of life, you don't necessarily really get down to the root cause of what's the the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you found that the issues have, have changed at all since the pandemic? Are you seeing more people with anxiety issues, for example? I haven't particularly. Maybe that's just people who come to me, but I haven't really um, had many people who've got any significant um, sort of anxiety issues around the pandemic, for example. Um, you know, there might be somebody who's a bit anxious, but they'll say, oh, I've always been like this mm-hmm. usually. So it doesn't necessarily seem to have been exacerbated by the pandemic. But that's just my clients. You know, yeah. other people may find that they've had you know, a lot of people come to them for that reason. Yeah. So are there any simple tips you can give us on um, on well-being and <laughs> being, <laughs> being the best you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, so much of it is what we all know, you know, trying to eat more healthily. And the simplest thing for that is eating foods that are single ingredient items you know they're 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 like they were when they were growing Mm. um or as close as possible so you don't really want to be eating lots of things that have been made in a factory yes so your basket of food from the supermarket you know should have you know vegetables and fruits and you know simple meats if you're going to have that and fish and nuts and things that are really very very similar to when they were growing Mm -hmm. so if you can make the majority of your food that way then you can't go far wrong you don't have to overly worry about you know whether it's carbs or keto or you know paleo or whatever whatever you know might be the these you know some of the things that you'll read about um so yeah eating healthily you know getting uh, getting exercise obviously you know the government gives lots of guidelines on that but just trying to make it a regular thing and finding the things that you like because yeah. otherwise you just won't stick yeah. to them yeah um you know that is really really important 
I think for mental health, one of the things that I find that I love and that lots of my clients really like as well and find so helpful is writing things down. You know, it's sometimes called mm -hmm. journaling. But when you're sort of a bit overwhelmed or you're feeling anxious or you're worrying about something, either writing by hand, um, if that suits you, or even just typing up on a, a Word document, you know, what's going on in your head. Mm. And that can be really helpful for sort of sorting out your thoughts and helping just to calm you down. Yeah. Um, you know, to make some sort of sense of what's going on. I, I find that a really helpful thing, you know, both for me and my clients. Yeah. And I think the most important thing is to find small things that help you to feel good. Mm. So it's not about the big things. It's not thinking you've got to go and do, you know, an hour at the gym every day or whatever. Five minutes of exercise in the morning, you know, that just when you're getting ready to start the day, you know, a few stretches, a few lunges or squats or few dumbbell exercises can actually make a huge difference to also you know obviously to your physical health because you're stretching your mm -hmm. muscles and um, challenging them but actually to your mental health as well because you think you know right it's already it's only nine o'clock but I've already yeah you know been for a quick walk and I've done some you know exercise and that just lifts you up and makes you feel good because you're taking control and you're you're putting some e um, effort and energy into the things that you can control um, and then that helps you feel better. So small things, I think, or just adding in lots of little things into your day that um, make you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. So let's have a chat about networking now. Now, I yeah. know that you were the president of St Andrew's <laughs> Business Club for a couple of years. How did yes. that come about? Well, this is slightly sad, actually, I'm going to have to tell you, because <laughs> <laughs> um, when I left the health service and started up my own business, because I had been you know, somebody who went to lots of meetings and met with lots of people on a, you know, mm -hmm. daily basis, I was slightly missing it, <laughs> uh, the, the meetings aspect. So when the local business club, which I, you know, joined as soon as I set up my own business, uh, they were looking for committee members. And I thought, oh, I'm slightly missing a committee, <laughs> which I know sounds really bizarre. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I volunteered my services and joined. So then after a few years, of course, then they're looking for a vice president and there was nobody putting their hand up. Mm. So I thought, oh, well, you know, do you know what? I could give that a go. Uh, being reassured that I didn't have to be president you know, after <laughs> that. But anyway, when, when the time came, then I stepped up to be president. And we, we generally only do a year. Yeah. So then I stepped down, had a new president take over. And then nobody, there was, you know, then we were sort of really looking to find somebody else. And there was various reasons why the vice president couldn't move up. And there was nobody else, you know, quite able to at that time. So I thought, well, I actually quite enjoyed my year as mm. president, but it was in the pandemic. Yeah. So I never got to be president live, you know, at live events yeah. or in-person events, rather, because it was all on Zoom. And um, I thought, oh, well, do you know what? I'd quite like to do a year uh, of it being in person. So I just finished my second year and yeah. it was lovely because it was lots of lovely events with lovely people. So tell me about some of the uh, the events that the uh, club organises. Yeah, so we do a mixture of just networking events, but there'll usually be some sort of theme to talk around. So when people introduce themselves, there'll be a particular thing to you know ask to sort of expand, to expand on. Um, and then just time then just to socialise, to chat. And we try and move people around, you know, say after 10 minutes or something, mm -hmm. right? You know, you know, see if you can move on to somebody else or, you know, go off and find some some new people to chat to um, and then other sessions there'll be some networking like that but there'll also be a speaker so we've had um, speakers as well so 
it's a mixture of the two. Yeah. And how many members does the club have? It has about 70, just over 70 mm. members at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice size. And what kind of businesses are they from? Um, a, a huge variety. So there are people who, like myself, are you know, self-employed, really, you know, sole trader uh, type businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and there are also people who work for or larger organisations. So we like have solicitors and accountants, you know, so people who support small businesses yeah. as well. So it's that uh, mixture. Um, so, you know, but we have people from HR, we have gardeners, we have travel agents, we have uh, finance people, um, a lighting expert, um, a chef, you know, there's all sorts of, mm. yeah, real variety of people. And, and how would you say that your business has benefited from networking? So I've got direct business from uh, people in the uh, in the um, business club so some you know very tangible you know direct mm -hmm. employment um, and one of those is uh, with a bigger organizations and that's a really nice sort of ongoing um, relationship and also just you know more than anything just to have made some really lovely friends yeah. who um, you know if you do want to sort of chat about some aspect of the business you can you know that you can ask people you know how do you do this or have you got any recommendations for that or um you know when you know if you get stuck with something then you know that there'll be someone you can yeah. have a chat with and they'll have been there done that and you know got more experience than you so but friendship you know i've actually really made some really lovely friends and uh, yeah just organizing to go to uh, to the theater with one in a few weeks time and um, you know, going out for coffee or lunch. Um, so it gives me very much the feeling of not being a sole trader. Yes. It gives me the feeling of working for an organisation in a way, yeah. which is sort of, yeah, I didn't really expect to happen. But they are my colleagues really now. The ones who I know well, mm -hmm. I really feel are, are almost like, yeah, a replacement colleagues. Yeah. So what would you say to a small business owner who hasn't tried networking or maybe is afraid to try networking? Well, there are so many different types, you know, and I have done a few different sorts. So I've done, um, you know, I've done in-person bigger events where I didn't, you know, went along and I didn't know a soul. Um, that was quite nerve-wracking. But again, <laughs> good, you know, to meet new people and to make some connections there. Um, and I've also done, you know, online ones very much in the pandemic, you know, the live ones went online, which was great. Um, and so, you know, made some uh, connections there. But I really particularly love my local one, as you can probably tell. Mm. <laughs> so if I would say to them, if you do have a local one that you can, uh, you know, link into, you're likely to see those people more regularly you know, yes. they'll, so that they can, you can form that support network and the friendships, yeah. which I think you're less likely to get from very large, perhaps a little bit less personal mm -hmm. events. But everybody's different. You know, you've got to work out what's right for you. But I would definitely say um, to give that a go. Yeah. So finally then, Marie, if people want to uh, connect with you and find out more about your services, what's the best place for them to find you? Well, I have a website, so mariepatterson.com, Patterson with one T. <laughs> I always have to say that. Yeah. Um, and everything is there. So it gives information about my coaching, my online courses, uh, my contact details. 
Um, I have a, a monthly newsletter, uh, so please, if anyone's interested, do sign up. We've got some well-being tips, and I um, always do a book giveaway. Um, so yeah, uh, connect. You can connect with me that way. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for being my guest today. Oh, well, thank you, Liz. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.